Geek Shock. Geek Shock. My name is Duncan Kane, and well, today I'm pretty pissed. It's 2010, and I've got some things to say. My name is Duncan Kane, and I come from Christian Mousedale, wild bitch, and I did like your, your, just your post the about, uh, uh, really? about uh, Final Fantasy. That oh, Christ, funny. that game. <laughs> that game is... I was watching him play it and being completely confused, and then reading your post, I'm like, wow, that's even worse than I thought. That game <laughs> angers me. With, yeah, just thirteen two, yes. Final Fantasy thirteen two, and this is Geek Shock number oh, one thirty one. I am Master Torgo, eighties uh, Jeff, Commander K, and just Michael. Feels weird when you're out of place. Yeah, that, well, I'm. I, I was. I was waiting for my cue, and my cue didn't come up. So I'm like, whoa, okay. I guess I have to just jump Let's in. Let's see. We got a cue in Houston. We got a cue in China. <laughs> Yeehaw, right. true believers. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome. So glad to have you with us. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 2. 13 2. Yeah. Yes. Because they, they can't do Final Fantasy 14 because that's a really shitty MMO. So they had to kind of put a bar up and figure out what they're going to do now that they've interrupted their own numbering. Uh, hmm. yeah, they did this with, with so 10, damn trippy. Didn't they, didn't they do 10 They two? did. They did 10 yeah. 2. So it's not like. It's not. It's something no precedent. Yeah. But. I don't know. With every iteration, it just seems to get worse. Not not yeah. like not like the game itself is getting worse because actually the game's kind of getting better than the last few iterations. <laughs> but the the storyline, the convolution, the the uh, the mushroom tripping that you do just watching the screen. Hey man, they uh yeah <clears throat> yeah it's 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 a it's a cheap high at sixty dollars it really is oh wow yeah uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah i walked in and i'm like oh what's going on and he's like oh uh, i'll find a family <laughs> <laughs> it's like like and i'm sitting there i watched for like five minutes and i'm like so what's happening i don't even fucking know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> i'm like fair enough <laughs> and, and, and this one doesn't make it any more convoluted by introducing the concept of time travel to the whole series so Oh really? So pretty oh. much, yeah. Story guys put their arms in the air and said, "Fuck it." So this one was written by Lucas, huh? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> not, it's it's not that it's not that it's pedestrian. <clears throat> there's there's some thought that's going into it. I just it's not for my brain. Mm. It's the oh, and it doesn't help that I didn't finish you know Final Fantasy thirteen one because. Well, it was twenty five hours of linear storyline. That was that was yeah. one of the worst decisions. I I was so angry. Yeah, the, the, twenty the hours whole... in, and I'm still waiting for the world to open up. Right. <clears> yeah, <throat> you, it's a role playing game. You want to be able to do whatever you want to do, especially since you know in this era there's there's sandbox games that let you do that. So the only choices were walk forward, battle. That was for the first twenty five hours. Walk forward, battle. Cool. And and <laughs> which gave you the third choice, send it back to Netflix and then or GameFly in this Gamefly case. And there it goes. Netflix will never have games as we've learned. <laughs> yes. What'd you do, Geeky, this week, gentlemen, besides hate on this game? Oh hate on that game. Oh I uh one of the things I like to nerd out about is food. Ooh. And um yes, you so do. I went to the fast food uh the food truck fest, food truck fest at South Point. They were oh, playing. Nice. They were playing the Searchers because it was at South Point, and I, I like the idea of you know dinner and a movie and having all those food trucks there and having a movie going on. The Searchers, John Wayne movie, mm. not the best choice. Well, I mean, it was good for South Point, but nobody nobody spent okay. time watching the movie. Uh, um, not when there's awesome trucks not to when be there's had. Awesome food trucks. I mean, uh, 
the chairman was there, which is uh, uh, an amazing Chinese food food truck, uh, which um, I don't know if they push communism on people or not, but <laughs> they do have a panda dressed up. Uh, in they appropriate lace their attire. food with communism, so it, it, yeah, it, it's yeah, like kind know. of infectious. You're like, hmm, I can see now yeah. why. Yeah. If uh, if more if more people serve socialism with uh, MSG, it uh, might get along it, more. It po- might get very possible. Along. Sliding through, I always love sliding through. And you've mentioned sliders. them quite a few times. I love sliding through. They got me started in the whole gourmet food truck thing. <clears throat> um, Nom Nom to... Sandwiches was there, and the line was like five miles long. Well, yeah, it's called Nom Nom. Who's I, it, it was, uh, the name sells it? <laughs> they're, they're Vietnamese sandwiches, and I wish I could have made it through that line, but it was too damn long. Wow. I also want to mention Rusty Pickle. Rusty Pickle was there. <laughs> oh, he, there! God, he's, he's, a lot, he's a lot like Carrot Top. <laughs> if I, I had was, a nickel, <laughs> I was going to. I was going to say, rusty. is that what yeah. happens after the Cleveland Steamer? <laughs> 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 rusty Pickle and the Cleveland Steamer, exactly. And Dirty Sanchez. All those food trucks were there, and then he. They had know. the best slogan: "We're a big dill." <laughs> nice. Nice. That's, yeah. cu- that's cute. Yeah, I've but, wanted uh, to try a lot of those gourmet food trucks, but like every time I I go to look them up, they're like completely on the other side of town. Yeah, they and I'm just like, no. It, it seems like they always hang out on the west side of town. They it's do. Like, they tend they tend to be far, far away. That's why you know I live close to the South Point. So when they were there, yeah, I jumped on it. They do a service industry night, and I think it's Saturday nights, like midnight to three. Hmm. At um, it's at the Costco, I believe. Okay. In their parking lot. Might have to check that out sometime. But Which Costco? Uh, the one... <laughs> on the west side? The one on the west side, yeah. It's the, uh, I think it's the Martin Luther one. I'll have, I don't know the exact information on that. Yeah. I'm not going to disseminate it. Not here. the Henderson know. one? No disseminating. Yeah. yeah. But right. there is it an impediment. There. It happens. Yeah. For a Chicago fans, it's in the Henderson. Just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, I went and saw Chronicles yesterday. Now that's that's the that's the, uh, that's the, the uh, superpower guys the, get superpowers. Yeah, it's the found the found footage style movie with uh, kids that develop telekinetic powers. I like the concept. Is it did it work? Um, it worked for me, and it's I can't. It's hard to talk about the movie without giving pieces away. Okay, I really enjoyed the concept. I liked the execution. I'm just not sure I'm happy with the ending. I think that's the, my I think that's my my hesitation to say I loved it. I, I liked it. Left you a little wanting. Well, the, when the bald guy showed up and said, "Let's go to my boarding school." And- yeah, basically, right. <laughs> and then and then the chunky guy stood in the corner. Yeah, I was creepy. <laughs> it did kind of. I will say this though. Um, um, it did kind of remind me, and I and I, I like I said, I don't want to say too much because I, I could give away key parts of the movie very easily. Yeah, I don't want to do that. It's too but new. Too new. What, uh, I, I have had people in the past ask me, like, if you could have one superpower, one, just one, what would it be? And I've always said telekinesis. And they're like, well, why telekinesis? And I'm like, because there's so much you could do with telekinesis. Oh, there goes Jeff gaming the system, you know? <laughs> just... Like, well, you wouldn't want to fly? I could fly with telekinesis. That's well, wouldn't same, you want to, uh, you, know, you know, teleport? I'm like, well, if I could fly, I wouldn't need to teleport. And, you know, it's just all kinds of things. But anyway, um, the way they executed the development of the telekinetic powers in the movie, I thought was very good. You know, and, you know, here are high school age teenagers that are discovering this. And, you know, how is it going to affect them? I thought that was well executed as well. 
Johnny, have you just tried not being telekinetic? <laughs> you can say no to your power. You don't have to do it. That's right. Just say no. All right, Mike, what's your power? Oh, gosh. He took telekinesis. Yeah, he took I it. You can't, take. You, can't, you can't repeat. And uh, if you had tele, if you picked telekinesis, I could take it right from you with my telekinesis. What? <laughs> how that works? Damn. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, just for quick sake, x-ray vision. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I can't use, you wouldn't use that for evil. Yes, going oh. around and poisoning everybody you x-ray. Like, you Look, I'm just using the x-rays that are out there. <laughs> Deep radiation. <laughs> they, 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 go, right. they go to the Poor doctor Mike and they're like, like, God, like, that's not what I meant. You go to the doctor. Somebody, somebody goes to the doctor and they're like, you have radiation exposure levels of somebody that had been x-rayed about 500 times in a year. I'm like, Causing I, I breast know. cancer I, the world the over. Once. <laughs> go around killing oh, fools God. inadvertently. <laughs> Leaving a trail of breast and ass cancer wherever he goes. <laughs> Me, I'd, I'd take power siphoning and I'd take away Jeff's telekinesis. Ooh, oh, oh, it's already getting player versus player. That's right. Uh, That's very baby. heroes of you. <laughs> yeah, really. Now, uh, now actually, would, you, would it be like through touch or would you have to go the Siler route and actually cut pieces of people's brains please say out. touch <laughs> please say touch <laughs> uh, that was that that's the one moment out of heroes that sticks with me is him digging around in uh what's her name's uh brain mm -hmm. while she's sitting there what are you doing he's like i'm just ah there it is she's like Ugh. so no actually it'd be invisibility and invisibility? I just, i'd go mm -hmm. to the nearest high school girls locker room and I'd pretty much vanish from the face of the earth. <laughs> no, whatever. That people, whatever happened to Carson? I don't know. He was here. The mm. next minute, he was gone. And but there's a ghost in the pool. Yeah. Like the high, the high school girls' locker room, not even like the gym, like a gym locker room. That that the girls' yeah, gym locker room. Yeah, no, the no, junior no, high no, girls' like, locker room. Like the, like an athletic club. Uh, girls' locker room. Well, you, when you mean with he's those calling dolls? you out on no. your uh, on your choice of <laughs> venues. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that there's a mix of ages in the high school one, and you had me a little worried I'll with be that. I'll invisible. There. Who's gonna know? <laughs> oh my goodness! He just had me worried about your state, your, your mental state there for a second. <laughs> That's true. In this state, you know what? Sixteen is legal. Jeez, is, it, is that the? Is that the? Wow. I think age of consent in Nevada is sixteen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, well, it, it's okay. Ugly Coucho. <laughs> let's talk about something else. The ugly Coucho will now get off its moral high ground. <laughs> yeah, really. uh, but uh, I mean, um, and uh, Master Torgo, your power? Oh yeah. Um, I would. Uh, I would have the power to stop time, but I'd tell people that I had the power to move quickly. <laughs> I'm really fast. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that would be it. I have the ability to teleport. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Well, you know, it, that could go either way, though, because you know, stopping time, you would essentially be moving very, very quickly anyway. That's the point. But I want <laughs> so, people to know that. So I'm you're not necessarily time. lying by telling them. Oh, that. don't ruin it for him, Jeff. Let him have the lie. Damn it. But believe, but 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 my final lie. act would be a five-year endeavor to stop time for five years and subtly adjust things all over the world and then start time over again and pretty much punk the entire world. As <laughs> At the it. same yeah. time. Yeah. Basically pull a... Everyone is naked. <laughs> a living jackass movie, if you will. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> there, really. Uh, break the mind of the world, basically. <laughs> that's what I would want to do. 
<laughs> there I am in that locker room. Where'd, where'd all the girls go? What the <laughs> hell? He finds himself and in I'm, a... And I'm coated in a, a fine layer of flour like, or something. No, like, like an iridescent paint or yeah, something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the... Like, and, and now in I'm a, weirdly uh, shiny <laughs> and in, in a uh, geriatric country club. Uh. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my eyes. Oh, my, my eyes. God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, why couldn't I have x ray vision? <laughs> this is the opposite of what is cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what I've been doing for the last hour and a half, gentlemen? What have you been doing for the last hour and a half? I told you, Cordo? I don't want to know what you were doing yeah. in your bedroom for the last hour and a half. <laughs> Normally, that I would agree with that, but this time you actually do want to know. Okay, this is good. Okay, I was invited to be a part of the the new crew of Diablo Three Beta. <gasps> oh, I have been playing Diablo Three for the last hour and a half. Oh, awesome. I got the invitation just before I, <clears throat> I started uh, researching the show. So if the research notes on the show are a little short, <laughs> by the way, next busy. time you're gonna do a I'm awesome, more awesome than you dance like that, you have to let me know. <laughs> No. So that I can, no. so I can get the video camera out. Nope, that's that, that's a, that's a sporadic, once in a year, lifetime, possibly every other week thing. Yeah, he, he did this. He did this <laughs> bizarre. He I'm more awesome than you dance. And like who's bad? Who's bad? Me? I'm bad. It was a pretty horrible cool. dance I did when, really? I, when I when I saw the invitation in the in the email. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm watching TV and I hear yes. <clears throat> All right. He comes out doing. He he does the moonwalk out of his bedroom. Something like, like that. Um, Victor Cruz salsa. Or it was the, a, if, I, if I had moves, it yeah. was a poor attempt at a moonwalk. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I could do any better, but <clears throat> just to give you the vis- the mental picture of him trying to to do a moonwalk style walk out of the hallway, in, you know, into the the front room here, and it just it was. The judges of the Voice was, would have kept their backs turned to me. It was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Literally tearing up the carpet. Um, so, what are you allowed to talk about? Are you allowed to s- uh, it's, it's, say stuff about it's, it? It's a, it's a, it's a beta. It's yeah, I can kind of say it's not like anything's closed off. I can oh, okay. well, nice. So, all five characters are open. Sweet. What'd you choose? Um, I chose the uh, witch doctor. Oh, okay. Because cool. I love the summoning stuff. But yeah, oh, that's the ooh, that's the it's one. Ting tang, walla walla, bing bang. And it's Diablo. The 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 sounds are. Similar but enhanced. It's like Diablo but enhanced, basically. So it, they didn't break anything. Obviously, it's Blizzard. They're basically uh, they put about a hundred thousand invites out right. at this yeah. last run. So it's huge, and they say there's more to come. So uh, sign up for the beta if you haven't already, and you might get on the next round because they're probably going to be another huge run. Yeah. So go to battle.net and do it. Um, but it's it's great. It's it's freaking Diablo. It's loot-tastic. And being in an hour and a half, you know, I haven't gotten deep into, like, the augmented play and, and crafting. And, right, yeah. And, of course, the auction house is not open. Right. But, so you're uh, saying the show might suffer today because rather than do I'm saying research the show for the show... will suffer were, today. Oh, because, because you, were, the, yeah. you, were doing, no. you were doing personal research on no, Diablo. I, I, I tried to keep it tried and true because, you know, devotion to the fans. Right, right. Before I go back and play more Diablo. It's all for the fans. <laughs> right. But no, it's 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 great. It looks beautiful. It flows mm-hmm. well. Uh, my computer isn't the most tricked out pony, but it's up there, so it, it it's fantastic running DirectX 11. Nice. But I'm sure it's streamlined to go much less if you don't have it. DirectX 9, I believe, is supported. Yeah. I still need to update my system for it. You'll be and happy if you did. 
Yeah. I'd be very happy if you did. Yeah. And yeah. you can run it public so you can have multiplayer of people you don't know, or you can do invite only, or your friends can join you at any time if you have an ID list. Exactly. Always fun to just play with people you know rather than play with the with the jerks that grab the jerks all the coins. Are, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say things about your mothers. Yeah. You don't even know my mother. That's not. But you know what? The chances P- are it is my mother that's on the <laughs> other end of the game. Yeah, I take that back. The PC crowd tends to be a little more. They're a little more mature. They're yeah. not the Xbox 360 crowd. Yeah, so. exactly. There you go. <clears throat> so, not always, but typically yes. So they'll they'll be more to come as I play it further on. I'm just glad there isn't people who defy weird gravity and fall from 80 stories in robots <laughs> that turn into horses that turn into toasters. I uh, in a cute thing that turns into boat. I hate Final Fantasy 13 too. Oh, okay. Just going back to it. <laughs> oh. And I can Did only you bring send it back? D- yes, I sent it back. Okay. I'm done. I'm so done. I was just checking. What's funny, though, is I think I played that longer than I played Gears of War 3. Wow. Really? That's, wow. Gears that's of War some 3. hate. Gears of, it's not that I hated. I was, for as much money that was put into that game, and as beautiful as it was, rarely have I been more bored. Hmm. I just couldn't get engaged to it. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when you told me that too. You're like, you were bored with Gears of War three, and I'm like, bored. Yeah, you're like bored. Yeah, okay. it's. I never felt more like okay, I'm pointing at something and pressing a button to get rid of it. That was, mm. that was the core of the shooting experience for me in that game. I could see that. That, that was just I mean, wasn't like, attached pretty, to it. I just yeah. could get attached to it. I played with a group of people, so we were, we enjoyed just being able to have the time together and having that co-op experience. Hmm. Okay. I think more games need to be designed to create that kind of co-op experience. So Yeah, but you, you got to have friends. I don't have those. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Except for you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Except that's why we're here every week. You have on your friends list. Because you're our friends. <laughs> on your freaking oh, uh, and on your geeky, Xbox Oh, and I forgot my uh, geeky thing I did. Yeah. I accepted J-Man's friend request on uh, Xbox Live. Ah, very nice. Oh, did you? J-Man. Interesting. For a second there, I thought you were going to say J-Man was Jesus, but okay. Yes, I accepted <laughs> Jesus on Xbox Live. <laughs> it's, uh, it's downloadable and for free. Um, and uh, it's re- achievement unlocked. You are saved. <laughs> you know what? The church should adapt that. They the ultimate definitely achievement. Gets more coverage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. it's got to be on some church somewhere, right? On that little. Post it on the maybe but post it note under the sign. Get your get your salvation achievement. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Achievement unlocked. Eternal salvation. There you go. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Take that for what you will. That's right. People. Ah, right. Following in the tradition of movies turned Broadway shows that we already talk about <laughs> a that, lot. Oh, that Lord. awesome tradition. Uh, is the proposed musical adaptation of Back to the Future. Oh, no. The beloved, wow. beloved, beloved, beloved sci-fi <laughs> epic about the importance of not boning your mom. Uh, presuming, presumably this theme and more will be touched on and padded out in song form, uh, which Deadline reports is in the early stages of being planned by Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale, and composer Alan Silvestri. Okay, I have a little bit of hope for that then. Well, I hope they don't put literal lyrics to... The Back to the Future theme, right? Because that's bad. That's just they're gonna. I know sure. they're gonna. Of course they're Probably. gonna. Yeah. Well, back I mean, it's probably the, the opening future. choral number. We're gonna go back to the future. Yeah, I, <laughs> kind of the setting up of the town. 
Yeah. Oh. It can be done yeah. well, and it can be done really horribly well. Horribly bad. I see like a Sondheim opening, just to, just London, city of sin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, they did it. They did fairly well with the Evil Dead musical. So I mean, yes, but, but then again, that's also a, a but Evil Dead musical though reverent to the material is right. also taking the piss. Sure. So. Yeah, that's super tongue in cheek, and if you and go tongue in cheek with this, and the movie itself was tongue in cheek, who's so, your I mean, yeah, who's your you audience? Can, uh, I don't know. Unless you're, I, it, unless you're a small repertory company or something, you really can't make fun of the material as a large Broadway show. Yeah, well, like I said, I it, and not be and be successful. It could be done well, and it could be done horribly. So. Uh, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, I don't will. want it to be done horribly because you know everybody that knows me knows how much affection I have for the Back to the Future. You trilogy. are reverent. Oh, absolutely! I, it sits right there. It's right there next to the yeah. Blu-ray player. He's pointing to a podium made of marble. <laughs> I, I'm pointing to the Blu-ray player, which is what I just said. Is that this what is all a, that gold leaf was for? A single light just <laughs> shining down upon it. <laughs> yeah, with a smoke with a fog machine to just exemplify. That, absolutely, it's it quite amazing. You know, yes. I I use the little micro mirrors to highlight just the title on the on the spine of the Blu-ray case, so that it, it glows and everything else stays perfectly black. Yes, yes. Alms to God, McFly. <laughs> you just don't give a shit about. Doc Brown is God, not McFly. <laughs> there is a Star Wars branded thing called Galactic Dance Off. Oh man! And it's coming to connect. <clears throat> Now, this isn't a standalone property, all right? It, it's a mode available in the upcoming Connect Star Wars, a detail that seems to speak volumes about the game's actual content. According to Microsoft, the Galactic Dance-Off mode is, quote, loaded with Star Wars-themed pop tunes, unquote. No one re- yet really knows what that means. Star Wars it means disco pop-tune? Star Wars from the 70s. Nico! That's what it means. Is, is it, well, that's it. So it could be popified versions of, yeah, like disco Star Wars or uh, Star Wars themed songs. They exist. That's nothing. true. Star they do. Star Wars, yeah. nothing but. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say Saturday Night Live, you know. <laughs> Bill Murray did it. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Told you we're getting that quartet up. <laughs> dancing. Dancing to Star Wars. All Dance. right. Dance. Well, you know what? I, I mean, I heard that in one of those MMOs, everybody was dancing. Yeah. Yeah. People, so does, people yeah, would opening, get up there and dance. In all oh, MMOs, people oh, dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? The Star opening, Wars Galaxies. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. opening. Yeah. It, it goes to the disco Star Wars, and like every character is suddenly dancing on a disco floor, and then that turns into the... The LucasArts logo. Well, no, I'm talking well, about part of Star in Wars the Galaxies. MMO, people actually... Oh, you, yeah. You had to train up your dance score. Or you could train up your dance score. And sometimes your Jedi path would make you have to do that. So in some way, dancing made you a Jedi. And I guess if you were an entertainer, that's how you... Well, I had a yeah, increase your skill in entertaining yeah, or something. I like that. just remembered that because, yep. like in galaxies, I had a friend that heard, yeah. that was all he did all day long. Yeah. he would go into one of the cantinas and just dance <laughs> just for dance. like like three or four hours. And I'm like, that's <laughs> all you do? You don't go out on missions? No, I just I go in and dance and and now he goes you know, to insert people, coins and dances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you have this game, do you need to build a pit in your in your floor in case you do not like the dancer and you? Down the shoopa, you bucko. That that does change. Get in the pit. Wow. 
That this mode is so that quote those still honing their Jedi skills can take a break to battle Darth Vader on the dance floor or bust a move solo style. Unquote. <laughs> Vader, you solo just got served. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars oh, Connect is going to have its own uh, Black Eyed Peas experience. And uh, on the other hand, though, you can also use that mode so that when you get your exclusive invite to a Diablo beta test, your "I'm better than you" dance looks so much cooler. <laughs> it, Speaking it of Black Eyed Peas, training. My God, can the Super Bowl? do any worse with halftime shows the black <laughs> the black eyed peas one was terrible and then this year's madonna one was terrible i mean are they just totally out of touch every gay friend that i have and every female that i know loved it yes yeah yeah that was it was the, yep. the halftime show has but, has long ago stopped being for the football fans but for those that they dragged well, three, along with them that, i was gonna that, say that, three that, years that, ago that, it was bruce springsteen right that and, half and it was hour really that half well hour is where all the people at the Super Bowl parties who don't care about football suddenly pay attention. Yeah. And then once it's over, they go back to talking in the background where the rest watch of us are trying to watch the fucking game and we can't because they're fucking talking and they won't stop and they interrupt and that's why I hate Super Bowl parties. Stop inviting me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so did you, did, are you saying you went to one this weekend? No, I, oh, I stopped doing Super Bowl it? parties oh, okay. years ago because of that. I watch it alone. Fuck the fucking world. I watch it alone. <laughs> now, Mike and I worked during a Super Bowl party yeah. this yeah, week, and, a, and it, was, it was interesting to watch the reactions during that yeah, large definitely. event. A huge group. Did, I, I, a lot of confusion. There was definitely certain fans for each side. Yeah, yeah. There's people and, that were engaged. Yeah. Uh, again, most of the females. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the guys were just in stunned silence, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Watching. I, like, just, okay. I, I saw that, and I'm like, going, this is awful. I mean, this is really terrible. Well, you not don't not the slightest bit enjoyable. Hey, well, hey, hey, Jeff, Jeff, you're not now. Gay I will or grant a woman, I am not no? a Madonna fan. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I'm. I respect <laughs> what she's done. I mean, she's put in a, a thirty plus year career, and she still continues to make money at it. I, you know, I respect who she is and what she does. I've never been a huge fan of her music. I don't hate it, just not a fan of it. It's just not my thing. Yeah, but if you're playing <clears throat> the ratings game, yeah, all right, you're gonna have. All that more people turning in. The guys aren't going to turn away. The guys aren't going anywhere except to get another beer. So those TV screens are going to still be switched onto there. That's and that's true. where the ladies are going to pay attention to make sure they don't get switched off. It actually, in a marketing sense, is genius. Well, they have found, though, that there are people that turn away from the halftime show because they know that there's a specific like 30 to 45 minute block that they can switch to something else. That's why there's now alternative programming that comes on specifically at halftime of the Super Bowl. Like, Certainly. Uh, they do like the, what is it, the lingerie bowl coverage. Um, but there's then, a, then there's you another, might miss, like you, a celebrity beach uh, football experience thing. But then you're going to miss the titty. You're going to miss the middle finger. You're going to miss oh, all, yeah. all the happy joy. The that, controversy. Yeah, the controversy that is now engineered into it. Yeah, I do find yeah, that yeah. funny that I didn't find out about the whole middle finger thing until almost 36 hours after yeah, it happened. But no one found out about the titty till afterwards too. That's true. Yep. So That's true. Every, everyone goes to the internet afterwards to find out what they already what saw. What happened? Yeah. What is happening in the world when they weren't paying attention? So yeah. Anyway, but uh going back to Connect Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> Super. Yeah, Bowl, uh, we saw we saw demos Bowl. of it at Comic-Con and it was <clears throat> not the most fluid. I'm still waiting for the Connect to show me something that makes me want to buy it. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's just I want to. I think the technology is amazing and cool. I just want something amazing and cool done with it that isn't a toy. Yeah. Well, my thing is like okay, let's let's talk about. I'm spending a hundred bucks for a peripheral right now to put on my Xbox that allows me to voice control it and motion control it. That's kind of cool in and of itself. But at the same time, Microsoft is actively working on a new console, which is going to be out in about another year and a half-ish. Yeah, and probably right. going to incorporate. And 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 there and it's already been factually proven that there is a connect two in the works yeah, well, I'm sure with a higher resolution camera um even more improved i mean the thing is really good at at following your body motion through the infrared camera as well as doing the the whole the full body mapping so that it can you know track your move even like when your hands behind your back it yeah, is able to it, track you that kind of stuff it's pretty damn good <clears throat> well they've taken creepy. that and they've improved upon it or, or are improving upon it, I should say, for this next oh, generation sure. console. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, do I want to invest any more in my current Xbox? That's a good point. When, you know, a year and a half from now, there's going to be a new one that I'm probably going to have to end up investing in anyway. That's a good point. So, and, and, still, anyway. and still, there is the basic problem, and to paraphrase the wonderful writer Yahtzee, I don't want to come home after a long day of work and wave my arms around like a grounded air controller covered in beetles. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good I don't know. That sounds like a fun game. Grounded air controller covered in beetles. And who's you going to give a shit about? Gene Simmons. Seems has been expanding the KISS brand. Sees video games as part of the KISS ecosystem. Uh, from Industry Gamers. Quote, well, we're talking with Sony games right now. We're really trying to take it into areas we have have been done before and have stayed out of the marketplace because the ideas simply weren't exciting enough. So while the gaming world is waiting for the KISS games that are going to explode, we're busy taking the brand to places that no band has gone before. So Hello Kitty is one of the biggest brands on planet Earth. So there's KISS Hello Kitty, which we already launched in 90 countries. We're talking with Angry Birds, uh, KISS and Angry Birds, which will become a deal. Uh, Kiss and Archie have now teamed up, and the first issues of Kiss Archie Comics hits the world this month. It's just endless what we can do, but uh, we only do things when it's right. Just because there are games, and just because there's this or that out there, unless the deal is right, and unless the content is exciting to our fans, we don't do it. No, Gene, unless you plan <laughs> on making money, you don't do it, which it, looks, it sounds like you're selling out. Well, Hello Kitty. Come on. Yeah, and, and I don't know who's been clamming for that Kiss Angry Birds What, what are you talking about yeah. selling out? He sold out a long well, I, time ago. That's pretty much what now, he did. I, I was like, hey, I need to bake this band so I can sell out. Let's I do can't that. fault the guy because they have made more money off of merchandising than they oh, ever absolutely. did touring. They are the they've George been for, of rock and roll. Yeah, they've been touring for over 40 years, but they've made a huge amount of money off of just definitely. licensing he definitely deals. definitely markets... I mean, well. kiss coffins. People bought them what? to bury their loved ones in. <laughs> I am shocked at this. They look really cool, though. They do look cool. There you go. But at the same time, I'm like, kiss coffins. Now, grant you, I Rock was all through the afterlife. I, I was excited right. when they came out with the photon torpedo coffin that you could buy the Star Trek one. See, There's I was a market. I was <clears throat> there uh -huh. is a market for that, but and they and and you can get buried in space. You just need to combine the two together. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. 
Didn't not, to, not to get off the rails or anything. <clears throat> but uh, no, I mean, I it's 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 hard His to just roll back to knock the guy <laughs> it's, because it's, I'm I'm just thinking of centuries from now, just some planet on Alpha Centauri getting bombarded with <laughs> Our coffins, <dead>. yeah, becoming <laughs> <laughs> a mass graveyard of Earthlings. Nerdy Earthlings, <laughs> nerdlings. Oh, they, they'd burn up in the atmosphere long. I don't know. That's around. a strong coffin. I That's know. True. You get yourself a nice uh, titanium. Uh, and and nerd funk of... doesn't go away. So <laughs> oh jeez. No oh, man. Infect another planet That's with that, great. and it causes a whole galactic war. I think yeah. I want to be buried on the moon. Just well, vote for, for Gingrich. There you go. <laughs> the moon colony. <laughs> what the fifty-first state. Vote. I want Puerto Rico to be the fifty-first state. <laughs> so it does. Wait, actually, Puerto Rico does. <laughs> and it's time for Weekend Geek. Woohoo! Yay! Uh, kiss. <laughs> I kid you. What? Yeah, I'm just gonna read but to this you. This we give a shit about. Yeah, believe it. I do. <laughs> this one, yeah, this... I really do. I, okay. It's the the part of me that loves the, the the kitsch, the part of me that loves the outlandishness, is really excited about this. I'm just gonna read it directly as it says on the website. Scheduled to open on March 15th, 2012. Kiss Monster Mini Golf is the first of its kind and will include an indoor glow-in-the-dark custom-designed rockin' 18-hole miniature golf course, a state-of-the-art arcade, the largest KISS gift shop in the world, a KISS gallery, hotter-than-hell wedding chapel and private VIP room, fantastic KISS-themed event rooms, and the rock-and-roll all-night cafe. Add... A live DJ who will rock the house throughout the days and the many crazy, crazy nights with continuous kiss music, trivia, contests, and prizes to create a place embraced by locals, tourists, and rockers of all ages. This is opening across the street from where I work here in Las Vegas. Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. I am ridiculously excited by this prospect. I got to admit, I'm excited about it as well. I thought it was, it, it sounds awesome. And uh, Todd and I had a mutual geek out moment when he he was telling me about it. Don't be surprised if we find a way to cover it for the show. Just saying. Oh yeah, it it could happen. <laughs> Just saying. Live live from Kiss Mini Golf. <laughs> Damn right, Chuck. If if Todd and I are interviewing Gene Simmons about the the mini golf, don't be surprised. Is what we're trying yeah. to say right now. <laughs> Actually, I would happen. be surprised. Yeah. Well, now, if you see us interviewing a person in jeans, jeans makeup, that's probably more. Okay. You well, yeah. you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say that you'd be surprised because he'll do interviews with anybody about Kiss for any reason. There you so. go. <laughs> that, that, you keep talking it up like that, Jeff. That's, yeah. you, know, you can play up words like sellout and uh, kitsch. <laughs> I didn't play it. You know, it's, in all uh, fairness, you, you, it was the Jess that. that called him a sellout. Yeah. He called him a sellout. I was just Jeff, saying. Jeff defended him. He's like, he's a good marketer. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> he knows how to make some money. All right. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, as it stands, the current Guinness World Record for continuous television watching is at 86 hours, 6 minutes, and 41 seconds, and was set in 2010. However, might not last much longer as an over four-day-long marathon of The Simpsons is being planned to commemorate the 500th episode of the series. This event will begin tomorrow. That's Wednesday, the 8th, at 5.30 p.m. at Hollywood and Highland in Los Angeles, California, and it will end on Sunday at 8 a.m. The winner of the marathon, presumably the last man or woman standing, will walk away $10,500 richer 
and with a boatload of Simpsons merchandise. So they're actually making it a contest. Is that even healthy? No, nowhere near. I mean, I I had for most of 1999 really horrible insomnia. Like I could not sleep. I could just literally not fall asleep. Now I would doze off like in micro naps kind of thing, and and then wake up and then you know trudge through my day. But staying awake for eight was it 84 plus hours? Is that what it said? That's how long That's the marathon the, the is going. Is. You, if you attend, you don't have to stay the whole time. No, you could probably I, come in the middle. I know, you but you were saying that the previous you, record. I guess you, if you are entering this contest, and I don't know how to do that, then yeah, there's going to be some monitoring, and good luck. We're all coming I mean, on. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you said the previous record was what, 84? Yes. Yeah, 86 hours. 86 hours. Continuous. In six minutes. Move so, TV I mean, watching. Yeah, there's damn fine TV. I just, must be like really uh, must see TV. I mean, it was horrible, you know, going like forty eight hours without sleeping. I can't imagine going eighty six hours without sleeping at all. That's. I mean, I was I was going freaking loopy. I mean, I literally yeah, felt like I was wonder, out of like, my are mind. Are they watching TV anymore? Or is there just the the visions in their head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where did they join? Yeah, really. We I turned the TV off for a break test afterward. Right, yeah. No, what are you talking about? The driving TV test. is still on. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oklahoma House Representative William Fourkiller. That is his name. I swear to you. That is William Fourkiller. Oklahoma. Okay. That is not a gamer tag. That is not a Steam ID. Not a PSN ID. Spelled F-O-U-R? F-O-U-R-K-I-L-L-E-R. Wow. He has put forth a proposition. Why don't we add a 1% tax to all violent video games? Four Killers' reasoning behind pushing the tax is that video, uh, violent video games promote violence, and on top of that, obesity. In his defense, the proposal dictates that the extra 1% would go to youth obesity and anti-bullying organizations, but at the cost of further selling the al- already sufficiently sullied reputation of violence-based video games that are not for kids anyway. Uh, the bill, if passed would affix the violence tax to video games not only rated adults only and mature, but those rated teen as well. That's the only criteria, too. It's not based on violence, but rather rating, which does not necessarily indicate violence. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was rated teen, and, uh, well, Rock Band is also rated teen. So under this violent bill, anti-violence bill, Rock Band would be affected. So after the Supreme Court ruling that designated video games as protected form of free speech, i.e. not obscene, taxing them based on content would be illegal, for, per the First Amendment. Yeah. Uh, granted, there's also a 1968 Supreme Court precedent regarding the special treatment of obscene sexual content, specifically keeping it away from kids, but that dealt with magazines and a focus on sexual content as opposed to violent content. Uh, would both undermine Four Killers' argument and make the classification system even more inaccurate. Uh, Four Killers' argument has chosen to bang that old post-hoc ergo propter hoc. Quote, Violent video games make violent people drum with the side of obesity. Here's the way he put it. Quote, Not everybody is going to react the same, but I believe after hours and hours of watching the screen, playing the video game, being that person and taking on that role... People get desensitized, unquote. Also, it's worth noting 
that one of the video games he's concerned with is Bully. You know, the game from 2004. The fact Four Killers Bill would uh, provide money to anti-bullying, anti-youth, obesity organizations is something I think anyone would consider respectable, but the problem is, and this is the problem that continues to play gamers, the incorrect assumption that video games, all video games are for kids. They aren't. Games that are rated adults only are for adults only. Yes. You know, the, the other flaw in his thing is that like, he's trying to say that it's going to be the money would be used for anti-bullying. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but don't a lot of kids who are incessantly bullied play violent video games as a way to blow off steam uh, kids for, at their at their current situation? That's right. You'd be undermining the audience for violent video games by curtailing the bullying so they wouldn't get bullied and they wouldn't play the video games and it would suppress the market. This is a disastrous <laughs> move. And it would undercut the 1% tax because there'd be no... Oh, my God. Yeah. Kids play video games, bullies and otherwise. So Well, it's true. It's just another sin tax, essentially, what they're trying to do. Well, uh, just call it that then. Don't, don't, blame, don't blame the video games for the violence because bullshit. You know, yeah. you, sh- you have your facts, we have our facts, and our facts are more factual. So, yeah. No, no, <laughs> we bullshit. have our facts, they have their beliefs. Right, yeah. Because, yeah. like, he just said, I believe after having watched, played, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the facts don't support his statement. Right. From every psychologist, every child psychologist, everybody that has done research, has written a book, everything that they, that, that researchers have done completely disproves what he just said he believes. Now we're talking about peer reviews research yes, here. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Not we're talking the, about not the pop psych books that, you know, No, 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 read. no. Yeah. We're talking about actual people that do real factual scientific research. Yeah. So and once again it's a, it's a bill that if it gets passed is just going to get struck That's down McDonald's. again mm-hmm. and yeah. and cost more taxpayer money. Mhm. Just like uh what last week uh $960,000 was given to ESA from California's coffers for yep. their ill-informed yeah. attempt at uh, yeah. doing something similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It to paying back the legal fees. Yep. Yep. We can afford it. I, this next one, I, I considered putting it in news you don't give a shit about, but I give a shit. And, and, right. and maybe not for the right reasons. And I, I actually, this is something I want to get your thoughts on. Because right. I, 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 there's two ways I go on it, but uh, this is directly from the DC Comics PR sheet, all right? Okay. All right. This summer, DC Entertainment will publish all new stories expanding on the acclaimed Watchmen universe. Uh. As highly anticipated as they are controversial, the seven interconnected prequel miniseries will build on the foundation of the original Watchmen, the best-selling graphic novel of all time. Before Watchmen will be the collective banner of all seven titles from DC Comics, quote, it's our responsibility as publishers to find new ways to keep all of our characters relevant, quote, said DC Entertainment co-publishers mm-hmm. Dan Didio and Jim Lee. Quote, after 25 years, the Watchmen are classic characters whose time has come for new stories to be told. We sought out the best writers and artists in the industry to build the complex mythology of the original, unquote. Uh, stepping up to the challenge is a group of the comic book industry's most iconoclastic writers and artists. This is who's going to be in charge of what titles. Rorschach, four issues. Uh, Brian Anzarello. He's writing it. Mm. Uh, Minutemen is Darwin Cook. Mm. 
Uh, comedian, once again, Brian Anzarello. Uh, Dr. Manhattan, uh, Michael uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Good. Mm, that's good. Uh, Night Owl, J. Michael Straczynski. Nice. Uh, Ozymandias, six issues. Uh, Len Wein with artist Jay Lee. Wow. Yep. And Silk Spectre, Darwin Cook, once again, with uh, Amanda Connor as the artist. Each week, a new issue will be released and will feature a two-page backup story called Curse of the Crimson Corsair, written by the original series editor, Lynn Ween, with, uh, with art and original series uh, colorist, John Higgins. There will also be a single-issue Before Watchmen epilogue, featuring the work of various writers and artists, and a Crimson Corsair story by Ween and Higgins. Quote, The original series of Watchmen is the complete story that Alan Moore and I wanted to tell. However, I appreciate DC's reasons for this initiative. And the wish of the artists and writers involved to pay tribute to our work, may these new additions have the success they desire, said Dave Gibbons, Watchmen co-creator <laughs> and original series artist. Now, here's something interesting. Uh, Kevin Smith was offered to write one of these. And really? He turned it down. Okay. Uh, not, not for, you know, I don't have time, just because he does not want to write in the world of Alan Moore. Hmm. Is what it comes down to. Sure. Well, so, Kevin, gentlemen, Kevin Smith also suffers from that whole "I'm not good enough." No, it, this, this this is not the case, it, and I, I, I should have written the quote in here. The, the case in Kevin Smith was not that I'm not good enough to do it; is that I shouldn't do it. Okay, this shouldn't be done. I understand. Also, he's coming he, down on he's, that side. He's, if he's a reverend about the, the the property and everything, he just doesn't want to touch it, doesn't want to mess with it. Yeah, I understand that from his point of view. But there are there there is a demand for it. Um, mm-hmm. There's plenty of people who want to know more about these characters, and as long as it's taken with with that sense of irreverence, and there's good names attached, there are yes. great names yeah. attached to it. It it can be very it could be very excellent. I've heard that Alan Moore doesn't like the idea. Well, Alan well I'm Moore, sure he does, but he no. doesn't like a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, he doesn't so. like anything that's Alan he's not Moore doing. hates everything. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like yeah. anything. Yeah, that's going on in comics. So yeah, but I mean, there's also aren't they? Don't they want to do a Watchmen prequel movie? It has been talked about in the past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this sounds to me like they're laying the groundwork. You get this out there, so you get the comics out there. So then. And if people accept, then yeah, it's a, it's and a go. Hollywood has something to to move on. Hmm. It looks like to me, so, yeah, because I'm really torn because I see yeah, me the, too. I see the Kevin Smith uh, argument that you know what, it's it's almost uh, revered as the Bible of comic book lovers. Sure. All right. Don't touch this Watchmen because it is perfect in its own regard, uh, the pirate story withstanding, and. Uh, <laughs> But at the other hand, yeah, I, I remember. S- I remember when the DC Comics role playing game came out, and they released the Watchmen uh, module for it. Not this module, but uh, accessories, but basically fleshed out the world of the Watchmen. Right. And I didn't get. I I never bought the DC role playing game, but I bought that because I wanted to know more about the world of the Watchmen. Mm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's... It, I'm torn. The characters are amazing. And yes, uh, the uh, there has been a lot of his, history on the characters done. So, you know, you kind of question, is there enough to go on to create new stuff without interfering with what has already been there? And that's what you want to see. You don't want to... You don't, you don't want to mess with the, good, the goods that are there. Yeah. 
and but that, there and, still and you is know interest. They're gonna, they're, yeah, well, that's that's yeah. a weird thing about it is you know where all of this goes. You know yeah. where everybody mm -hmm. ends up. Yeah. So it, that's the weird thing about it. And that yeah. brings up the other question: Will this then open the door to what happened afterwards? Well, I mean, if mm. my thought on this is, if it were going to be done, and it clearly is, you need to put it in the hands of the right people. And it sounds like they put a lot of thought into, okay, if we're going to do this, we have to get at least this caliber of person, yeah. and those people actually signed on to they do got it. Good yeah. creators, so it's yes. like it's like you know, well, if we're going to do a backstory on Doctor Manhattan, we got to have somebody like Straczynski to write it yeah. and it's like they went out and, and actually got him so uh, yeah I, I'm torn as well it's like do we really want to mess with the background of these characters which have been established to some degree through the actual novel itself the, the actual graph, uh, Watchmen graphic yeah. novel itself I say but, go for it yeah. but at the same time like they've got really great people lined up to do this and, and, and it, you said it was like limited runs of each is like four issues of each correct yeah. four to six four to yeah. six, four to six. okay so it's not like they're gonna do an entire year's worth of or an open-ended yeah you know, exactly the, the watchman exactly. universe and right, yeah. uh, so you know it was really funny i've actually thought about this uh recently um when you think about it um this this kind of my my thinking got triggered when i did the the geek fights with the best comic creator when you really think about it, coming into like the late 70s and the 80s, it, it granted a little earlier for some, but really for the bulk of the comics creators, in the 80s you had creators who grew up loving the stuff that they were working on. And so when you really, really think about it, um, especially since the vast bulk of the most popular characters are all old, it's not like people are pulling up new new characters that was one of my arguments for the the creators i favored in the geek fight was you know look at look at what jack kirby created versus blah 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 um even alan moore because mm -hmm. uh alan moore did a lot of referencing and stuff like that with with so much of his stuff which is part of his brilliance in terms of what he was referencing but when you really think about it modern superhero genre comics are professional grade fanfic yeah <laughs> and so true. you've got an excellent point right one there. of one of the things that i've i've come to accept actually with comics is the superhero genre is who cares in two or three years another writer uh, another editor another editorial decision something else is going to come along and change things up anyway and the story is going to change. Remember, way back in the 90s, we used to have that saying, only Bucky stays dead, right? <laughs> well, Bucky's come back. Bucky, yep. Even you're, you're Bucky has right. come back now. So nothing is permanent. You know, I used to sit here and oh my God, what are they doing? You know, the whole destroying my childhood. And it's like, you know what? It's like it all changes anyway. Yeah. It all changes anyway. And quite often, um, uh, uh, Mike, were you the one who said somebody made this statement about like the, the DC-52 is almost like a, uh, uh, um, a Silver Age nostalgia reboot and stuff like that. It's like whatever changes they make, they eventually go back to the, the stuff that made it originally popular in the first place. And 
nothing is permanent. So I don't even, so I'm, I'm, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, all and, Go with and the flow. yeah, and even outside of comics, this is my attitude. Like with D and D third edition, uh, fifth edition, I'm just interested in what people are going to do with this particular angle of attack and approach to these properties and these ideas. So I really don't care anymore about the whole. You know, I understand where Smith is coming from. I totally understand that, and there is a bit of an argument there because new people coming in. Yeah. Um, th I, I do think there is a bit of an argument there, but overall it's like I'm, I just sit back and well, okay, I'm interested to see and I am. I'm, I'm suddenly interested in seeing what Straczynski's going to do with Dr. Manhattan. Because mm -hmm. if there is anybody out there who would do something interesting, it's him. It yeah. would be him, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it's like when, when, with, with, uh, getting all tongue-tied here. When they have taken those older properties and and brought them back around with newer artists, and like you were saying, you know, it's like professional grade fan fiction. For the most part, they're done very thoughtfully and very lovingly. Yeah, sure. So they're they're they are, for the most part, not trying to screw up our childhood. They're just trying to present something well, that they would the have liked. There's some writers that go no. there doing it. <laughs> I did say for the most part. Well, yeah, yeah. I did not say always, but I said for the most part. And even if they do, yeah. two, three years later, yeah, another writer completely undone. creator so, comes along and they, they, they do it all again. So, yeah, you know, it gets undone. So, I don't, I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man. I actually was like, they killed Peter Parker. They're bringing in a new Spider-Man. What the hell is this? And then I'm like, what in the hell am I getting upset about? I'm getting upset about the killing of a rebooted version of an alternate universe. <laughs> what the fuck? Just go ahead, do it, have fun. Why am I getting, why am I even caring? Right, yeah. right. So it's just, yeah, play your game because yeah. you know what? We don't have the Lee Kirby 100 issue runs anymore. One is, we were talking about Peter David's run on the Hulk, you know? That stuff just doesn't happen anymore. But no, and, and I would, and I would normally at this point, I would say, you know what? And the original is still with us. You can't break the original. Yeah. But uh oh. All I have to say for that is episodes one through three. <laughs> There's and yeah. metachlorians. That's all I have to say. Uh, metachlorians. Uh, well, and it breaks the original. That's so. that's the that's well, the that's, that's the fear. That's the big thing. That was someone the other night at the uh, just last night at the game. Somebody brought up that. You know, kids now watching episode, you know, Star Wars in the episode order as opposed to the made order. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, there's no big reveal. That's true. You know, yeah. there is no big shocking reveal anymore because everybody knows what the hell that's just a storyline culmination that you right. Yeah. You know, true. so so there is that, and and I, I'm actually blanking on. Uh, there was a particular reference that kids make now that actually totally blows my mind and I'm totally blanking on it. I'll probably remember it later on in the cast where the later generation, you know, has absorbed something into its own pop culture consciousness that totally belies what we, you know, but at the same time, it just keeps going. And it really is. It's professional quality, fanfic, everyone's having their turn, everyone's having their fun. I used to get so frustrated with the quick turnaround. I mean, they... Yeah. I mean, Jesus, creators were leaving mid-fucking storyline. It yeah. would drive me crazy. And now it's just like, go ahead, do it. Do your rapid turnaround and get... It's Because yeah. now it, I no longer get upset at something. It's, okay, Johnny Storm dies. Well, he's going to be back. Yeah. Boom, he was. He's back. Yep. Did anybody read the... Uh, there was a study done a couple years ago. I want to say it was like 2000... Like late 2009 to early 2010 where they 
they did kind of a poll on Star Wars fans. And, like, if you were below the age of 30 at the time they did that, you preferred the first... Yes. The, the new trilogy. Oh, yeah. But if you were over the age of 30, you hated the new trilogy and hated the changes made to the original trilogy. You wanted the original mm-hmm. everything. And I, I just I found that really bizarre that there was that it was like that that straight divide like yeah. at that particular age and 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 it's true I've met plenty of young kids yeah. who, who who they who love it the, 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 the I watch it and I'm like want to yeah. stab myself in the the original eyes. three the original three are boring yeah are uh, slow yeah exactly are, that know, is what it's the, just yeah there's not enough the going the, on oh my god how can you people watch this stuff but you know hey how how many okay granted this particular group this this particular podcast we're kind of filmic geeks sure but even for us how many movies a couple generations removed from us are fucking boring are fucking slow Mm -hmm. you know i watched Uh, a movie just the other day valhalla rising mm -hmm. weird trippy euro paced movie about vikings and it i actually read about it It was bloody and it was savage but holy crap, they're like three fights. They last all of about 15, 20 seconds. And the rest of it is this meditative Euro thinking about the home, blah, 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 blah. And I actually was okay with it, but I know that there are plenty of people that are just going to just totally hate that shit. Right, and it, it's you know, and, and get, getting it, away from the getting away yeah. from the point that it's every generation has got its own reference, and that's ultimately where it comes down to. It's yeah. one reason why I don't believe in absolute truths. Yeah, because every generation has its own personal. Well, yeah, truth is relative and subjective. That it's you know. not. You know, something. You know, one person's truth is another person's well, lies. Well, tell that to Ayn Rand. Well. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I had a similar example. I, I watched uh, Hitchcock's Rear Window the other day. Oh, on, on dear Lord in heaven! It was, I mean, beautifully restored in HD, and I was mm-hmm. and I, I was intrigued by it. So I'm watching it, and I'm I'm having a ball with this because I hadn't seen this since I was in film school, which is like almost 15 years ago now. Oh, and I'm man. sitting here, just I, I'm enjoying it. And then when I got done watching it, I sat and thought for a second. I'm like, you know what? No one in their 20s could sit and watch this with me because it is fairly slow paced. It's really, it's a very, very slow build yeah. to the to the climax towards mm-hmm. the end of the picture. You know, the the, the confrontation, if you will. That's right. that remake of that one Shia LaBeouf movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat you to death with this microphone. Somebody, somebody said that. Somebody <laughs> yeah. said that about screenwriting. It's like you yeah. write as you say as little as possible, telling as much as possible, yeah. and then you go back and cut half of that. Right. You but know, it's that, you, it was you, that you, slow build you get, of suspense. You get to it quickly, and you get to it fast, and you get to your point, and you move on to your next one, and that is the modern. Yeah, so, it's just, you know. it's, well, it's, it's, it's kind of that fast-paced society thing. We don't have time to wait for suspense to build sure. and then have that, that, that breaking point. And what does this have to do with Watchmen? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Completely but gone off yeah. track here. Yeah. So we kind of relevant, we, we drifted into not. the kids get off my lawn segment, I think, is what you we know, but, but no, <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not angry at them. No, I but, but it, it is, uh, like we were saying, it's a generational thing. There's, yeah. And, and every, every generation is going to have their, their thing. Yeah, you know, we had our things. The, for for us, the Watchmen was the end all be all and and the right. greatest comic and everything. Yeah. 
but kids don't know about that. And when they read it now, they're like, well, this yes. art's kind of hokey, and right. the reading's really long, and yep. you know, so because they, well, they didn't grow up with that. The what the and the, the and story grew, that's being referenced, and, and so they much grew of what the time, so exactly. much of what they're reading now has come from something that came from that. Yeah. So yeah. it yeah. is it is not the new golden, yeah. shiny, amazing approach that it was back then. It's it was a game changer when it came out. Right. Yes. But, but it's the not game a timeless has, but story. the game has since changed right. to that that it's no longer right. I want to say relevant, but it is no longer surprising. Uh-huh. It's 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 now the norm, yeah. not yeah. the It's like, oh yeah, I've seen something similar to that now. Of course you have. It's been yeah. What you need to do is get into comics, get into something you enjoy, enjoy reading it, and, and get in a time machine. And, one, and well, once you're <laughs> once once you're you're fascinated enough with it enough to go back to the history, start going back and reading those those older comics. Typically, when, when you're at do. a point where you can respect them, and they yeah. do, and that's why Watchmen is still very relevant because it is a, a, a historical a historical mark in in the comic history. Although we do have to watch our hype. That was actually yeah. I had a very Absolutely. It, a really interesting. Uh, once again, in this geek fight scene that we did, I'm, I'm referencing it because we talked about comics. And Damon, our man Damon, he actually he made his comment about Jack Kirby, and uh, he he doesn't like Jack Kirby. And when we pressed him on explaining what the deal was, he was like, Kirby was so defining to comics, everybody just talks him up and loves him, loves him so much that they talk him up so much that when you finally do grab a hold of Kirby's art and look at it. His work does not live up to the hype. And it's not necessarily because Kirby was so lacking. It was just that it was so transformative. But well, he raised was, the bar. Right. Exactly. It is, but you have to know what came before exactly. to yeah. know what changed. And you also are following what has come after. Because in some aspects, there are aspects of Kirby's art that can appear very crude compared to the art that's being done today. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, but look at, that's look at, underestimating the transformative nature of it. And in, yeah. in essence, his work does not live up to the hype of all comics that all comics enthusiasts give to it. It right. can't live up to the height of it. Look at Bob Kane, Batman, versus Jim Lee, Batman. I right, mean, night exactly. and day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. and I'm, not even ta- I'm not even talking story-wise. I'm talking story-wise. I'm talking like art-wise. Yeah, you sure. Know? Bob Kane is very, very black and white, very mm-hmm. jagged edge. Yeah, it's the, it's the, nat- it's yeah, the nature of the It was the nature the of his creation you know? at the time. Right. But sure. now, much more fleshed out, almost much more intimidating you know, so, in a sense. If we so, were to take a comic book today and take it back to the, the 1920s, 1930s, oh, it would, it, no one people would read would look it. Like, Nobody looks like this is ridiculous. What oh. is this glossy paper? Oh, dear yeah. God. Get out of here. What are you, a communist? Especially yeah. some of the stuff that And what's the around. price on that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. $3? Yeah. Dollars? Yeah. I don't think this conforms <laughs> to the Comics Code Authority. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could buy an Encyclopedia Britannica for that. Yeah, really. <laughs> so. so let them play in the Watchmen yeah. universe. My the, the the big interest for me as kind of writer type, my interest will be how the heck do they deal with the fact that we know what happens to all these people? So well, what will these stories be? What well, yeah, what will the what will this story be? So Yeah. I yeah, I, I say go for it. I mean they're go- they're clearly going to anyway. So, so yeah, that's really. the short answer there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and if you want them to not do it <laughs> too late. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you know what? Vote with your dollars. But you know, hey, Alan, maybe even and Alan Moore still has to cast. Maybe his even spell. Kevin Smith will read That's these true. and change his mind and, about and you know what? his opinion. He's re- he's releasing that book of spells. Maybe there's a spell that reverses all this. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So so we w- we'll wait for that to come out. Right. And we we'll give it a shot. 
Or you could use your time powers, stop the world, and spend five years collecting every issue and burning. Oh, I'm gonna paint. <laughs> I'm gonna paint everyone blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I make, am Doctor Manhattan. Blue and naked. <laughs> we it, are it, all Doctor Manhattan. It will. It will unite all the races. <laughs> <laughs> we are all. Blue. Oh yeah. Some of us are more blue than others. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, Tw- Clive Barker hit Twitter with a shocker about his ordeal. Really? I'm just going to give you the uh, the compiled transcript. Quote, My friends, Clive here. I'm at home now after a while in hospital, thanks to a nearly fatal case of toxic shock brought on by a visit to my dentist. Whoa. Apparently this is not uncommon. In my case, the dental work unloaded such a spillage of poisonous bacteria into my blood that my whole system crashed, putting me into a coma. I actually have heard about this happening a few times. I spent several days in intensive care with a machine breathing for me. Later, my doctors said that they had not anticipated a happy ending until I started to fight, repeatedly pulling out tubes that I was constantly gagging on. After a few days of nightmarish delusions, I woke up to my life again, tired, 20 pounds lighter, but happy to be back from a very dark place. And here in the world, I intend to stay. I have uh, books to write, films to make, and paintings to paint. I seem to have come home with my sight clearer somehow, and my sense of purpose intensified. Thank you for all your messages, your prayers, and love. What better reason to wake to life knowing that I have such friends? Again, thank you. My love to you always, Clive. So if anyone needs a reason to go to the dentist, there you go. Or reason not to. Really? Wow. Well, but, <laughs> just, but you got a floss, especially after eating popcorn. Yeah, you got a floss. Yeah, I was going to say, regular sure. dental visits typically prevent that kind of toxic shock. Yeah. It's that person that goes once every five years and then finds out they have to have massive dental work done sure. that typically fall. Uh, my grandfather actually had issue with that. Um, he had teeth that had literally rotted below the gum line Oy. and had essentially flooded, you know, flooded his bloodstream with toxins and and so forth and it wasn't until they discovered that that was what was causing that they were able to to fix him so i mean literally my grandfather was near death and they didn't know why until they had done some mm. x-rays i have a his, his, i have uh, a heart teeth. condition where i have to take antibiotics before i visit the dentist mm. for precisely oh, wow. that because otherwise any dental work will release yeah. bacteria into the blood right which could Cre- uh, lead to congestive heart failure. I have another friend. Actually, I I, uh, I did a friend thing and let him know that his breath was getting a little harsh, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, "Ah, man, I wouldn't be surprised. I've got. I need. I have a ton of dental work that needs to be done, Oof. but I can't do it right now um, because uh, if a dentist touch my mouth, I'll bleed to death because he's on blood thinners. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So he has yeah. to go through his regimen." to adjust to get ready for the dental visit right. before he gets the work done. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, which was something similar to my dad. My dad had tooth problems in his latter years and he would let them go because the the process of adjusting his medications and the shots he had to take and everything like that to ready himself off of the blood thinners to go to the dentist was such a chore that he would actually put it off. It was actually mm. pretty bad. So, but it well, God bless him. Yeah. I'm glad he's back. And of course, it, it's it, 
I have to note the irony of the statement where he said, I woke up from my nightmarish ordeal because, yeah. well, that Barker, he's yeah. just got a wealth of material there apparently right. to <laughs> work with whatever delusions he may have had. So I was like, but, my uh, next 10 novels are all written. Yeah, really, you know? And after teaming up for that uh, NBC Munsters TV re reboot, now called Mockingbird Lane, by the way, both Brian Singer and Brian Fuller have come to the conclusion that they might be able to bring Trek back to the small screen if they do it together. Oh. This is according to Ain't It Cool News, who uh, had spoken to Fuller. Quote, Fuller tells Ain't It Cool News exclusively that the two Bryans, who have long but separately contemplated new Star Trek TV series, have discussed the possibility of pooling their resources to take a new corner of Gene Roddenberry's multiverse to the small screen. Hopefully, J.J. Mm. Uh, Abrams and Les Moonves will give them the keys to Starfleet HQ. And uh, you know what? If the movies have their own timeline, I mean, Fuller wrote in the old one. So why yeah. not keep the old one going post-Voyager or whatever they got in plan? Well, it, Paramount's well. already basically said, you know, the, the Trek history that was before is solid. It's concrete. J.J.'s is his own thing. And, that's, and it's only him going to be doing that in the future. So, I mean, if somebody wants to write in that, ver that universe, then they have to go through J.J. But if they want to write in say the original universe or even another alternate they go through paramount so it's like um it's it's still very controlled as well, far as where I, they can you go know i've it, had this discussion oh, god knows we've had these discussions numerous times at yeah. the experience it, it right. sort of engenders them but i think the future of trek on tv is actually to get away from starfleet yeah. I really, you know, one of the reasons I love DS9 is because it was only partly Starfleet and right. there was so much else going on. And I think that if you really want to explore Star Trek, and it's funny because everyone talks about, you know, the counter argument I always get back is, ah, Starfleet is the heart of Star Trek and Burker Burker. And it's like, you know what? That universe has become so fully realized that I think you could totally do something where, like, maybe a lead character is ex Starfleet. And you have tangential Starfleet influence, but you really make your crew, your cast, your core, not Starfleet. I think that actually would be the key to success for a future Trek well, yeah, television the, show. The ex-Starfleet commander, a former Klingon general, and a Romulan admiral move in together. What's next? There you go. Well, yeah, you're, you're absolutely I'm right. being human. The, the, Federation, <laughs> the Federation was only a small part sure. of the galaxy. You know, the, the perfect thing with DS9 was that here is a planet that had been occupied for decades right. and is now trying to rediscover itself. And, and is not even a part of the help, Federation. They don't, they don't want help. They're not part of the Federation. They don't mm -hmm. want help, but they need help. And they're not sure who to trust because the, the last people they trust occupied them forever. So it's, yeah, I, I, I think you could easily do a non-Starfleet, you know, possibly a, you know, you could you could approach it from similar lines to that you know maybe a planet that's just had first contact they're not quite ready to join the federation but the federation is looking to that and then center it around you know this you know this this maybe this galaxy that I, has I I would actually or not I would galaxy actually, but this solar system I'd that, go back to the ship I'd stick with the ship concept and continue the Star Trek I just wouldn't have them be a part of Starfleet whether they're or a rogue trader, whether kind of thing. rogue trader, or whether they're some kind of private op type of deal, however you want to look at it, like or maybe shipping. even flat out scientific explorers of some type, just you know, 
just don't make it part of Starfleet, part yeah, of the Federation. Well, you had uh, in Enterprise, um, uh, the navigator whose name escapes me right now. Um, okay. Right. Mer- Mayweather. Mer- uh, Mayweather. 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 And he, he's, he yeah. was actually there. Yeah. He was. The, his parents, Their culture was the. the, the you know, the they shipping. Were ship, they were ship yeah. culture. They, sure. You know, they did cargo runs back and forth, and that's right. all they did. Right. But then they had, you I know. I believe they called them Kessel runs. No. Yeah. They did not. They do. Heard, no. and they didn't it. do it in 12 parsecs no no but, but, I, I, but that, that yeah. came later <laughs> i i thought that that one episode where he went home you know well home being the ship that he grew up on that's mm-hmm. you know decades old you know i thought that was fascinating you yes. could have a, a huge fascinating series out of just this you yes. know this generation of people that have grown up on this ship that have you know that's all they do but you know they still mm-hmm. have to deal with the politics of federation and non-federation worlds Absolutely, that they're sure they're breaking you know bringing cargo i, back I totally with, i so. that that's what i totally think they should do uh robert a heinlein had a novel citizen of the galaxy that actually it was really interesting is an earth kid uh, gets kidnapped from earth and blah 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 and he goes through a variety of different cultures in space before yeah. he gets back to earth and one of those cultures were the ship cultures where literally each ship is its own contained clan family that traipses from planet to planet, star to star, for the purpose of trade. Right. But piracy is such a problem that they also have to have their own little armed uh, ways of dealing with issues. Right. Um, I actually, you know what this makes me think? I actually remember hearing somebody bought the rights to Citizen of the Galaxy, no less. But anyway, the whole point is it's a totally viable, a totally viable idea to... I, you, I don't think you need the... I really think that for television, get away from Starfleet. Yeah. Well, get I mean, away from, and open it up to beyond the Federation. I think that's the secret. I like Singer's it. been this close. Leave Starfleet for yeah. the movies. Let J.J. Yeah. have fun with you know Kirk and company in the movies. Well, And Singer has come ridiculously close to rebooting television series before. Uh, many people don't know that before... Battlestar Galactica got rebooted on Sci-Fi Channel. Right. He was a hair's breadth away from rebooting it himself on mm. television, and they had yeah they had already built sets and um, you know concept fighters, and then it got canned. So, All right. I mean, I think he could do it. And I think he yeah, could do it. Also, is what I was that's at. the other thing. Singer's cool. So singer, cool. singer is pretty awesome. I would uh, I'd be interested in seeing that. You know, this is cool. That's the end of the show, Joe. We're cool. Well, what do you think? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Weigh in on Watchmen, on New, New Trek. Weigh in on how long would it do we were today. Do, do, you want an all, <laughs> do you want an all Borg situation comedy? I don't know if that would work. Borgo? Oh, I can see it, yeah. Yeah, Borgo. A Ferengi gets assimilated and comedy ensues. Oh, wow. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That actually happened in a novel. It was a bizarre... <laughs> Well, it, it wasn't comic, but they assimilated a Ferengi and it went weird. Anyway, it was a DS9 novel, too. It sounds very Brechtian. No, not DS9. Sorry, it was a next More gen. More Wagner, really, with the, with the howling. Wow. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And just Michael. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Dick Asphart, Paul. Dick oh, yeah, that's fart. true. Salute. Ni hao. 
Meow. Let's yeah. hope he's not trapped in jail. <laughs> I think that's what Paul's superpower would be to be able to speak Chinese right now. We'll have to do this that's what he's, he's got for. a translator for that. He's fine. He's I'm sure he's. I don't know. Yeah. We have no proof of that anymore. Uh, that's true. You, we don't. How do you translate the prostitute was dead when I got here? Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. For yeah. Rodrim. Who let the barbarians out? Who? 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 Who?